This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took down the Indiana Pacers on Friday night at the ACC by a score of 92-73. to uh, It was an extremely satisfying win. And uh, at this moment, right after the game ended, all I feel is um, sort of a tremendous amount of pride for this team. I mean... Yeah, I know, like, the last two weeks were kind of worrisome for a while, and it was kind of depressing watching some of those games, but, man, when you take a step back and you look at the bigger picture, which is what this game really helped to do, I mean, the Raptors have now set a franchise record um, for most amount of wins. This is the, what's this, this is, I've I've been watching basketball since, or the Raptors since the last Vince Carter season, so I've seen, like, most of their, like, you know, record-setting um, wins seasons, but honestly, that 56 win season in 15-16, I didn't think the Raptors would top that in a while, um, and here they are, again, 57 wins, um, you know, still with an outside chance of 60, they just got to win out the rest of the season, which isn't that ridiculous, um, and, you know, the a franchise high in uh, home wins at 33, they've clinched first place in the Eastern Conference for the first time in franchise history. Um, I just feel a lot of pride, man. I feel a lot of pride, and it's been such an amazing year. Um, and honestly, I love that. I love the way they came out and won this game because it really gave fans like a stress-free game that hasn't happened in a long time, probably since that Knicks game where uh, Nigel Hayes was slinging arrows at the bench. Um, but, man, I mean... You could tell. I mean, defensively, the Raptors just got after it. The Pacers shot 29.9%. They shot, they couldn't even shoot 30% um, from the field. And that's how good the Raptors' defense was. I mean, like, yeah, the Pacers missed a couple of shots here or there. But realistically, it was a case where, you know, the Raptors were aggressive, competitive, extremely physical. This is an extension of the... um, of the Celtics game, um, the type of defense the Raptors played then when they held the Celtics to, what, 78 points, now 73, very impressive. I'm sure Dwayne Casey could sleep soundly for once because this is the type of effort he wants to see out of this team, and this is the type of effort we always, we all want to see out of this team. I mean, like, you know, the Raptors weren't great offensively, I thought. Um, they are a bit sloppy. They had 19 turnovers. Part of that speaks to the Pacers' uh, defense. you got to give them credit. They're incredibly physical as well. But the way the Raptors defended tonight was just um, 
was beautiful, honestly. Like, save for just being a little bit weak on the offensive glass, um, the Raptors were just completely locked down on defense. And that starts with OG and Anobi, which is kind of strange to say. But, you know, just like at the start of the year where OG kind of took everyone by surprise, he was healthy, um, you know, he looked good with that bench unit for a while. Remember the first game he played? Um, busting out that dunk on, I think, Quincy Pondexter. And it was just that crazy, brilliant surprise. They're like, holy shit, OG's actually ready to play, and he's actually pretty good immediately. Um, and, you know, that that guy kind of faded for a little while. We thought he hit the rookie wall, but he's come back with some strong performances of late. And today, defensively, my God, he held Victor Oladipo to five points on two of nine shooting. Victor Oladipo had two po- five points on two of nine shooting. This man has pulled a full cow <laughs> Um, Victor also had four turnovers as well against only two assists. I mean, OG was just in his entire body. Like, pause. But, I mean, like, seriously. Like, he was just, like, the physicality we saw out of OG um, is exactly the type of sort of, um, like, physical profile. Like, that really showed his potential as an elite lockdown defender one day. And, you know, today, Victor Oladipo couldn't outmuscle him. Um, OG was just as quick as Oladipo, despite being bigger. And the fact that OG was bigger with that huge wingspan of his, remember that's like seven foot two out there. Um, you know, Oladipo couldn't really find space to shoot the step back. And Oladipo has been like he's really right there for All NBA, one of the All NBA teams. He's been that good. The Pacers are a one man team, but OG just took that one man, and again. The, Five points on 209 shooting from Victor Oladipo. That's very, very impressive from OG. And um, you know, OG had a nice dunk as well. He's been dunking a lot more of late. OG had a couple of steals. Uh, one steal where he couldn't chase down a loose ball um, going the other way for a fast break. But he uh, and <laughs> landed in the, the Raptors' seats. And, you know, he dapped up a couple of fans. And he crashed into the mop um, person. And, you know, just a very encouraging performance from OG. Like, we're going to need a lot defensively from him um, to close the season and in the playoffs. So, it's great to have him. Another guy that the Raptors are really going to need in the playoffs is Serge Ibaka. He was tremendous. Defen- I mean, defensively, he's like, really good, um, especially contesting shots. Uh, but it's just offensively. He had one of his best nights of the season. It was either this or the, uh, the Charlotte game. But 25 points for Ibaka on 10 of 13 shooting, 5 of 7 from deep, 8 rebounds. I mean, 25 points in 27 minutes is very impressive performance from him. Um, uh, Ibaka, I think just, like, he just has looked a lot better. Like, he has strung together, like, four or five really good games now. Um, you know, that, that Denver game really stuck out to me. Um, the Celtics game, he was good as well, um, the most recent one. And now this one. I mean, he was he was good in this one. He really was, man. I mean, pretty much since that, again, I mean, I should probably just write more negative columns if this is actually a thing. But, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a, like, a JV column saying, like, yo, what's going on with JV? I can't believe this is what he is right now. And then he had a really strong stretch. And then I wrote the relying on Serge Ibaka, and he's been unreliable. And that was right after that, uh, that, that um, the Cavs loss in Cleveland, the first one. Where, you know, Ibaka missed a bunch of shots and it was really egregious defensively. Um, Ibaka has since responded from that and, you know, he has been incredible. I'm not saying the two are related. I'm just saying it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, shit, Ibaka today, I mean, did everything the Raptors would ever want out of Serge Ibaka? I mean, offensively, the the threes are really dropping at a high rate, which is nice to see. He's really gotten his legs under him. I think this little bit of rest 
where the Raptors only played that two games in that uh, eight-day stretch there really did help him a little bit. Um, being on home a little bit more has also helped Ibaka. And I just think, you know, his shot just looks better. He's more confident with it. He's not um, aiming it sometimes. Like, sometimes he will try to change his, like, release point because he's got such a high, you know, stretch of a shot. Um, sometimes he kind of, like, aims it a little bit. Sometimes he's, like, floating, whatever. Right now, he's just very set. Like, he's, you know, even if you contest, he, he's still getting a good shot off. And, you know, he's also driving into the paint a little bit. He's also, the, the best part of all this is really, like, when you see Ibaka competing on the, off, like, offensive and defensive glass, that's really a sign of just, you know, Ibaka's really come to play tonight because, you know, he does take a lot of plays off defensively uh, when it comes to just con- contesting for those rebounds. But today, I mean, he was very active. Um, on both sides, got an offensive rebound, got a put back. Um, you know, he's he's working that drive game a little bit better. Of course, it helps to be able to, and it, he's it's easier to drive when you when you hit five threes. You know, people will actually close out on you. He can go pass and he you know you know make plays. But Ibaka, uh, really nice night from him. And then you just look up and down the roster. I mean, like the only negative thing I'll say about tonight, really, well, two negative things. One. Um, Lowry and DeRozan really couldn't get their shots off uh, against, like, really, really physical defense by the Pacers, which, you know, I, I get that. Like, <laughs> it, that's just kind of where they are. Like, DeRozan, not so much. I thought DeRozan just had a weirdly, I don't know, strange game where he kind of picked up his dribble a lot, and that's kind of an old habit of his. He's, like, so much of his improvements have been, you know, when people pressure him, he's not just immediately going to the safety option of picking up the dribble, but he's keeping it alive and moving. Um, but DeMar just kept trying to go in the post and stuff. I didn't really like the way he played, um, you know, when he was looking for his own shot. But And this and with Lowry, I mean, these are just kind of common games with Lowry where, like, if defenses really step up to take away the three-point line and then they contest at the rim, he just hasn't been able to get a lot of buckets that way. And today he had nine points on three of 11 shooting, on you know, all three were threes. Um, no free throws, like... I kind of want Lowry to try to use the mid-range game a little bit more or do a, just not even just like a mid-range jumper. I mean, like, you know, drive to the, the paint and put up a floater or something. But it, it's just tough for him to um to have those two sort of areas be exclusive because right now defenses are really keen in on that. But um, where the two of them really succeeded, though, was like defensively, they were great. I mean, you know, like Lowry was very engaged defensively, you know, took a charge uh, again, of course. Um you know, had two blocks, a steal, nine assists. Like, the way Lowry and DeRozan are moving the ball was really good, especially to Ibaka. Um, I thought the only issue with that was that Lowry was trying to force-feed JV a little bit, trying to sometimes make passes that weren't there in the middle of the floor. Um, the Pacers were really, you know, clogging the paint a lot, so it's hard for a guy like JV to roll into the paint and, and for those weird little bounce passes to pop into his hands and for him to finish. That's just a tough ask. And JV didn't really have a solid offensive game, although he was good on the defensive glass, which you always need. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Lowry's good. Lowry was good. Um, overall, it's just like, yeah, the, the getting the shots off is a little bit tough. And DeRozan, the same thing. I mean, DeRozan had eight assists, like two steals, a block, like pretty good performance by the team. I mean, like shit, overall, like just, I mean, 73 points, like that is... That is really impressive by the Raptors. And then you, you go to the bench. Um, the only other negative thing I'll say, and the rest of it is very positive game. I really don't want to highlight these things. But CJ Miles continues to slump, uh, and it's really hard to watch him sort of struggle on both ends of the floor. Like, if you're a minus 11 in a game when you win by 19, that says a lot about you and, and how you're playing right now. And Miles is, you know, like, I get that the offense is not there. Like, he takes really tough shots, right? So, you know, it's it's easy for him to be prone to, to having off nights. 
which is fine because when he's on, he's like explosively on. It's it's cool. That's kind of what you get out of your bench guy. But like, yo, you gotta just defend better. And I, I don't mean like he has to become like a lockdown. Like you know, he doesn't have to become OG and Anobi overnight. But just you gotta at least offer some physicality so people aren't just cutting like straight through your body and then finishing and then you're fouling all the time and then putting your hands up and looking at the ref with your weird smile and being like, yo. Like I didn't foul him. Like yes, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Just play defense straight up. Like you're you're you're, you're six eight. Like you're not, or you're six six. You're like a solid two thirty, two forty. Like you're not undersized. Like you know, just play defense, get through it, and then, like try to like use the defense to get the offense going. Because like you know, Miles just kind of looks depressed out there a little bit sometimes because he he knows he's struggling. He's a you know we we all know that he um, is a is a great team player and he's done so much for the team in terms of leadership for that bench unit and everything like that. And obviously, he's scoring his build the Raptors out a lot, but just, bro, you can't you can't be doing what you're doing right now. It's 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 really hard to watch. But as for everyone else, Pascal Siakam, energetic. Uh, his defense, the two blocks today were some of the two of the most beautiful blocks. I think he blocked Corey Joseph, which is kind of hard to watch. You know, we still love you out here, Corey. But um, man, Pascal blocked Lance Stevenson at one point and like screamed at him. He kind of blocked him with his elbow and he spiked it too. Like it was very satisfying because Lance's. Lance has just uh, got some Tyrone Bingham's um, tendencies out there. Um, yeah, he's just a clown. But, um, you know, you look up and down the roster. Bebe came in, gave some solid minutes. Pirtle was great. Um, Ten points, five of five shooting. Finishing everything around the basket. Uh, Siakam making the extra pass to force to Pirtle. It's really sweet, the two of them. Um, and DeLon Wright. I mean, DeLon Wright, very aggressive offensively. Um you know, with the three-pointer, which is something you like to see, but still, he's very much a guy that needs to have his feet set, uh, and when he doesn't have the extra second to sort of, like, just, like, have everything down, he's very much of a routine guy, like, you know what I mean? Like, he can't, there's not a lot of moving parts in that shot, like, he needs everything to happen sequentially, um, but I, I don't mind it at all, like, in a game like this, where the Pacers are packing the paint, you're gonna need your guys to shoot some threes, and I, I was happy with the looks he got, um, his his passing is great. His defense is great. Same thing with Van Vliet. And just overall, I mean, like, shit, if you play like this defensively, you're going to win every single time, man, because yeah, it, this is just impressive from the Raptors. It really is. Like, everyone looked good. You, JV looked good. JV looked pretty good. Like, um, you know, like, you look at the guys in the front court, right? JV was guarding Thaddeus Young. And, like, some of those messages me being like, yo, can we rename it the, the Gerald Henderson, the Thaddeus Young Award? And I'm like... Teddy's only got like four points on seventeen seventeen minutes on two of seven shooting. I don't know. I don't really know what you're seeing. Um, JV did a good job on Thad. Ibaka did a good job on Miles Turner. Um, and I just like the way the Raptors had multiple contests. You know, like very locked in. Ibaka. You know, if if it was a sequence where Turner found the ball open, you know, at the three point line, Ibaka was running out and closing out on him, and then boom. You know, okay, if Turner steps in. Um, OG is helping and contesting that mid-range shot. I mean, you want to encourage mid-range shots in the first place, but still, the Pacers are a very good mid-range shooting team, and it's just those types of sequences. Like you could have, you could found, you could have found so many examples of that tonight. Um, and you know, the Raptors were just locked in. And again, uh, the guy that started all of that was OG. He gets my first star. I know that's kind of crazy, Ibaka. I mean, whatever. You can give Ibaka the first star, but OG and Anobi defensively gets that first star for sure. But, um, yeah, Ibaka gets the first star for that 25 points. OG gets the second star for that defense against Oladipo. I mean, we're going to need OG to play defense like that in the playoffs, so, so keep doing it. And then in terms of your third star, I mean, I don't know, Pascal Siakam, I guess. But, 
yeah, seriously, it was, uh, it was a fun night at the ACC. It really was. Drake was there. Drake was talking shit to Lance Stevenson, which, again, I don't, I don't see why people question Drake's, you know, Raptor fandom whatsoever. If you're talking shit at Lance, if you're sitting courtside and you're you're a diehard Raptors fan, you'd be talking shit to Lance Stevenson as well. So uh, you got to give Drake some some credit for that, especially since Drake was sitting right beside Baca. So you know, if anything happened, um, you know, he was good. He was handled. Plus, he's beside the Raptors bench. Uh, not like anything was going to happen. Although, you never know with Lance. But, um, you know, you don't want to be around some stairs when Lance is around. But, um, yeah, um, good game for the Raptors overall. And in terms of Gerald Henderson, I want to say nobody. Like, yo, nobody on the Pacers looked impressive. Like, every single person on the Pacers. Like, first off, the Pacers were led and scored by Glenn Robinson the third. Uh, who had 12 points. Um, and then it was, you know, I'll give it to Trevor Booker, whatever. He was active in the offensive class, and he got some putbacks. Got fouled a little bit. But, honestly, he was just a hustle guy. That's it. But, seriously, no one in the Pacers starting lineup had double digits. No one had more than five points, man. Victor Lodipo and his 2 of 9 shooting and five points was the leading scorer, tied with Bayan Bogdanovich for um, the Pacers tonight. So, Great night for the Raptors overall. Great night to, uh, to you know secure the franchise record, secure the first seed. Uh, it was great having Corey Joseph around to see it happen. Uh, I thought Corey actually played well. He, he played some great defense. Um, you know, I mean that's that's what Corey does. Uh, and you know he got a couple buckets generated from nothing. Of course, we know Corey is not necessarily a big scorer, but you know I'm happy to see Corey doing what he's doing. Um, I'm happy to see that. The Raptors still got so much love for Corey, and you know he got a nice little um, applause when he checked into the game. Uh, and it's it's always love for Corey, man. It really is. I mean, shout out to that uh, that game winner in Washington. Seriously, he was Fred VanVleet before Fred VanVleet. You know, Fred VanVleet coming for both Corey Joseph and Kyle Lowry's jobs. But um, yeah, great great time for the organization overall, and just. Again, I, I know everyone's focus is going to be turning towards the playoffs. Um, you know, the, the Philly won a crazy game over Cleveland today where um, Cleveland had some of their best stuff, and Philly somehow outgunned them. And really, LeBron had a chance to tie with some free throws, but he missed at the end. Um, to, so it, it wasn't for, it, they didn't get OT, and now Philly's in the third seed, and LeBron is in the fourth seed, which means we'll see them in the second round. Just forget about all that for a second, all right? Just take this weekend and really enjoy and really reflect on, like, how much the Raptors have done this season, um, how good they have been to us on the whole. I mean, again, you know, I'm guilty of it as anyone else, man. I mean, that 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 two-week stretch where they lost to the Cavs twice and uh, OKC and uh, the Clippers and, and Boston, like, yeah, it looked it looked worrisome. And, and, you know, like, I probably was going in too hard on these people. But, man, I love this team. Like, this and what they've done for the Raptors this season, I mean – so what they what the Raptors have done for us as fans this season is just tremendous, and you know, like I hope we take this time to really appreciate and reflect on just how beautiful of a season it was. It's we've had so many great moments, man. I mean, like you know, uh, the emergence of OG, the emergence of all these young guys, Siakam taking a huge leap, Pirtle and Siakam having their bromance, Pirtle stepping into a role, Bebe, you know, having his occasional cameos where he swings games. Um, let's not talk about Norm. Um, CJ Miles, I mean, he, he had all those games where he would explode uh, for a lot of points. I mean, like that Houston game, that first, that, that first signature victory for the Raptors, that Houston game, um, that first one. And Miles had six threes in that game. And Miles had a lot of games where he had six threes to swing games. Fred Van Vliet, you know, greatest story in the NBA this season, just coming out of nowhere, betting on yourself. DeLon Wright um, emerging as a two-way force. Yeah. Uh, 
rewarding everyone's faith in him, finally getting healthy. I mean, you know, still knock on wood, but the man hasn't touched the shoulder in a long time. Uh, and, and that's great. It's a great sign because he, if we're finally going to see his potential, um, JV, you know, after getting a slow start to the season, really finding his role, coming into his own, hitting some threes, giving us that JV three, that dunk against Milwaukee, descended to OT. I mean, Ibaka with all those big moments and all those Snapchats, I mean, I'm sure he's had a great time. Uh, Kyle Lowry and DeMar getting to, you know, their all-star games um, for the fourth time, both of them making their fourth appearances. DeMar's probably going to make All-NBA, um, you know, everything that they've sort of handled and sort of the way they continue to represent the franchise and the way they've changed their game to allow the rest of the Raptors to succeed. I mean, like, look at today. The two of them had 17 combined assists in a game where the Raptors shot 43% and scored 92 points. The Raptors overall had 27 assists. I should tell you something about how the Raptors have changed their style of play, man, because they, I mean, even in a low-scoring game like this, they still move the ball beautifully to get looks, and I'm, I'm thrilled to see it. Throw for everyone on the coaching staff. You know, Nick Nurse getting so much credit for his offense getting instilled. Um, you know, Rex Kalamian, guys like Jama, Jim Son, who is as anonymous as it gets. Um, Patrick Matumbo, like Dwayne Casey, Dwayne Casey, coach of the year, Dwayne Casey, all right? Come on, man. Come on. Don't give it to Brad Stevens, please. Brad Stevens will win another one. I don't know if Brad, Dwayne Casey will. I mean, he can only change his culture one time, but. Seriously, man, from, and, you know, you look up to the organization, Masai, Bobby Webster, you know, Dan Tolzman, Jerry Stackhouse, uh, I think the 905 won tonight, I, mean, I might have to, you know, you know, peak uh, Blake's timeline, but, you know, like, just the 905 are in the East Conference Finals, like, you know, let's get the Raptors there, but in the meantime, a tremendous season, it really has been, it's been so many, so many great moments for the Raptors, and, uh, you know. There's still three more of these games left in the regular season, and I hope we enjoy every single one of them because, you know, it's been a, it's been a magical season. Um, and, uh, you know, before we start worrying about the playoffs, I just hope we enjoy every last dredge of that magical regular season. So thank you to everyone for listening. Seriously, I mean, thank you to all of you guys for, for, for listening to all this. Thanks to everyone to, uh, for, you know, sponsoring the podcast uh thanks to anyone that was at the talking raptors uh exclaim comedy records uh comedy show last night uh, a great job by you know all three of the people at uh, talking raptors and also uh james keese making his uh comedic debut did he did all right he did all right he got a couple of laughs um but um you know all the people in the back that you don't really see like zarar nils sam you know, you don't really see them a lot, but seriously, they're doing a lot back there. And of course, Blake. I mean, Blake is the gargantuan, you know, titan that uh, that has single-handedly changed and raised the level of Raptors coverage in this city. I mean, trust me, man. I've been reading Raptors stuff in a long time, and I, I guess I respect, you know, what other people have done. But Blake, once Blake came around and started doing what he was doing, everyone had to step their game up or step the fuck off, and that applies to me too. So. I, I gotta give Blake a huge shout out for uh, everything he does. Plus, he makes all the post shells for all these things, and like that's a lot of work. Blake does a lot of work. This man does not sleep, uh, and and all he does is give you content. So if you can support him in any way, please do so. And um, yeah, great great year, man. Great year. Seriously, I feel a lot of good vibes right now. I'm very proud of the team, and um, you know I'll be back on Sunday to talk about another win. Want to hear something amazing? 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.